Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the True To You podcast. They're they're ticking by, aren't they, by now? We are well into the hundreds, which is so fun. And before we dive into this week's topic, which is sales, loving sales, loving the sales process, which I know you're all keen to know what's involved in that, but before we do... I wanted to share a little bit about what we've been up to inside Creator Club, because if you're not in Creator Club, I thought, you know what, I would love to share with them what we've been up to and give you an insight into some of the things that we do with our members. So this past weekend, we had our first in-person event and it feels like a miracle that that happened. And now we are on the other side of that because everybody's had a pretty crazy couple of years and everybody's had to postpone or reschedule something in their lives at least once (laughs) over this time. So to be able to be in the room with these bright, sparkly, incredibly talented, creative women and men and sharing ideas around where they want to take their business. We did a lot of work on vision and their business vision. That was super cool. I I love those opportunities and just hearing what they want to do with their work, the ideas that come out on those days are incredible and then we of course dove into a bit of work around sales so this really was a mastery day that's what we called it it was intense it was seven or eight hours of straight work but we got to celebrate with a great dinner afterwards so that was kind of the icing on the cake and the chance for us to really enjoy each other's company after a day of hard work so Let's talk about sales because I think we are all coming at this conversation with some ideas around how we feel about sales, how the sales process usually goes, what it's like to sell, even just the idea of selling. Uh, we, We all have different thoughts around it and most of the time, what I find is that we have some hesitation. We are nervous to enter into a sales conversation and that sales conversation might be through copy on an Instagram post. It doesn't actually have to be in person. But today I'm talking to those creative business owners, so specifically service-based businesses, especially coaches, creatives that are selling longer term packages, programs, memberships, uh, services where you're likely to have an interaction with the client before they buy. 
So you will have a meeting, you'll have a quick call. Sometimes we call these discovery calls, sales calls, consults, whatever you call it, you, you get what I'm talking about, right? So we have an, they have, they inquire, we say, okay, let's jump on a call and talk more about your business or what you want to do, or, and then I can share with you how we could help you if it's a fit. And so that's what I'm talking about today is that sales process of entering into a conversation with a potential client. However, what I will say, what's really cool about these things that I'm about to share is that this can all come through in other areas of your business. It will come into your website copy on a sales page or where you are sharing an offer on your website. It will come into Instagram posts and emails, but it it will look a little bit different, right? Because written versus actually being in conversation with someone is a different scenario. You, you're gonna, going to be more succinct in, in written and you'll have a little more time when you're in person with someone. So before we dive into that, I want to give you a little context just so you know where my sales journey has gone because Although I've had my own business for a couple of years now, for about three years and been in partnership with my husband, John, in the last year, I've been selling for a large part of my life. (laughs) And you would think that someone that has been selling a lot during, during the years would be super confident and would love the process and I would say that now and particularly through some of the experience that I had before starting my own business I did really learn to love sales and I really shifted my belief about what sales actually is and so when I say that I've been selling for a long time what I mean is that we had family businesses growing up in particular we had a business that existed on the property where I lived. And so my sister and I, my little sister and I, we were often dealing with customers. And it was a product-based business, but it still meant that I was engaged in those conversations and answering questions and doing the exchange, the transaction of money and all of that sort of stuff. So. I kind of liked the idea of it. And for me as a little girl, it was like playing shops. We all loved playing shops when we were little. And so I actually got to do it in real time, in real life. I skipped the whole lemonade stand and just was thrown straight into our parents' business. So we did that for, gosh, I I mean, I was actively involved in that for probably about, you know, from when I was like, six or seven (laughs) through to 18. So it was a pretty, pretty cool introduction to sales. And then when I went to university, I did a lot of retail work. And after I left my architecture career, which although I didn't have a lot of chances to be engaged in sales through that business or through that career, I did get 
a chance to dive in really deep when I started working with Lululemon. And that is where I would say that my understanding of sales really transformed. I was lucky to have a couple of great retail jobs prior, one that was actually selling diamond rings and quite high ticket items for someone who was really young. So I got the experience of selling expensive things. And I think if you can ever get a chance to do that, I would say even any hospitality or retail work before you enter your own business is huge. And I can really see that with Creator Club members who have had that experience in their life and then they come into their own business. Obviously, it's your own service that you're selling. So it's you're much closer to it. It's not an easier transition as you would think, but you still have that mindset. You still know how to sell and how to deal with customers and how to deal with clients. So what was interesting when I worked for Lululemon is that the way that they approached selling is very closely related to how we now teach selling and sales in Creator Club, which is really cool because I had such a good experience at that company that to then use some of those same principles to help service-based businesses, I was on board. It really lights me up and it really gets me excited when I see people become confident in the sales process and especially when they're selling their own services. In Lululemon, we really wanted wanted to understand what this guest was looking to do in their life, what sports they were playing, what their goals were. And obviously this was more relevant for someone that wasn't a regular guest or customer in our store, but it allowed us to create a level of comfortability because we weren't diving straight into that how can I help you okay you need this and becoming very transactional very quickly sharing the features okay great go try it on and they go by and then the transaction's done you know bang 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 which we can often feel especially in a retail environment and so When we got to spend this time with our guests and really get to know them, it allowed us to decide what was going to be appropriate for that person, for what they were doing. Were they doing hot, sweaty yoga or were they lifting weights? And then we would find the specific product that would really help them to go where they wanted to go in their life. The whole concept of Lululemon when I was certainly with the company was about helping the world rise up from this level of mediocrity that we can see in society into greatness and what allowed us to do that was certainly having the right technical gear that allowed people to have goals in their fitness and in their health that took their life to the next level, that allowed them to live a life of adventure, that allowed them to meet cool people and to be part of really interesting communities. And so that was all done through a retail company. Sounds wild and sounds 
like, well, you're just selling stretchy pants at the end of the day. Yes, we were. That was the vehicle that we had, just like you have a service that allows your clients to go where they want to go in their life. So just as we at Lululemon were helping our guests rise to that next goal, to that next level in their life, to that next uh, feeling of health and achievement. And we used the stretchy pants as the vehicle. You also have your service or your offer to be able to do the same for the people that come into your business. So yeah, it seems funny that we were selling stretchy pants, but we actually really believed that that was the vision that we were creating for these people. And it's a vision that we had as a company. And we knew that the more people that we got into our product, the more that we could help elevate the world from that mediocrity to greatness. So you can see that I was very much indoctrinated into the cult of Lululemon. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's just an example of how we can look at this whole sales process from a completely different angle. And I'm sure as I was describing that, you had such a different feeling of what is possible when we are in a sales conversation with a client, with a potential client, and what we're actually there to do. So, what I'm going to share with you today is three things. Now, a couple of these things we're actually covering this month in Creator Club. So you'll get an insight into some of these things that we teach. But the first one out of these three is off the back of some of the previous episodes that I've done on the podcast where I talk about your offer. Now your offer, like I said, is your program. It's a package that you sell. It's a membership. It's it's your service. I'm not specifically talking about products, but this, this would relate to products as well. So the first thing before you enter into any sales conversation with a potential client, it's pretty obvious, but it's going to be really hard to invite someone into your business and offer them your service if you don't love what you're selling and if you don't believe in the results of your service. It seems so simple, right? And if we don't love it, what happens is we get to the point in the conversation where we realize that the client is a great fit and they say, so what would it look like to work with you? What's the next steps? And then we hesitate and we think, uh, yeah, so I've got this thing <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't describe it like that. That's the extreme, extreme place that we might go to. But if you don't love what you're selling, then straight up, you're not even going to want to sell it. You're not going to want to share it. You're going to be hesitant because you're not going to believe in the results. It's not going to light you up. So before we decide to start selling, we can't use selling as a way to love our work unless 
there might be an example where you can do that. But I know life coaches that have sold mops in Walmart. I can think of one particular life coach that I love. And she loved those products that she was selling as boring as they might sound to your eye because I really don't like mopping the floor. But to the person that came along and needed a mop for their house, she believed that what she was selling was the best thing on the market. It was the thing that that person needed and she was going to do her darndest to help them realize that this was the thing that was going to make mopping their floors a dream, right? (laughs) Okay, so if you don't believe in your service and you have an amazing service, I can imagine, you have huge talent, huge experience behind you, but without that belief, when we get to the point of talking about what we have to offer and sharing it with potential clients or customers, it gets really tricky. Yeah. So that is your first piece of homework. If you are listening to this and you do not love your offer, you're not excited by it, you're not lit up by it, you don't feel like you could share it with every single person that is a good fit for your work and is is interested, then we have to go back to the drawing board. We have to do some work there, okay? And there's a there's a few steps that I won't get into today around how to fall in love with your offer. But what I would say is before you go any further, if that resonates, then let's start there, okay? So the second thing that is really important to help you love the sales process is understanding where your clients want to go in their life. And if you remember when I spoke about Lululemon and when we were selling stretchy pants and lycra crop tops and socks and things like that to the customers that came through the store, we were speaking to their vision. We understood their vision. We asked them questions about where they wanted to go. We had an idea also of the types of people that would come into our store. We knew our community really well. We knew the types of people that lived in our community, where they like to work out, where they like to sweat, where they like to do their yoga or their Pilates. And so before we even had that person come through the doors, we had a pretty good idea of where our customers wanted to go. So first up, you need to understand where your customers want to go in their life. What is it that they want? And as part of the sales process and as part of that conversation that you have with this potential client, what you are going to be doing is helping them flesh out that dream. So they might have a vague idea of what they want to do. For example, if someone comes to us and wants to grow their business, they might have all of these ideas. They might have a vision for where they want to take their business. 
but they're not completely clear on a few things. So our job in that conversation is to flesh that out with them. Like, let's get a really clear picture of what you want and where you want to go, what your goals are for the next six to 12 months, maybe even the next three years, what are you excited by, what lights you up in your business currently, all of those sorts of things. And so we get to create a picture. We're painting a picture with our clients of the vision for their life and where they want to go. And this sounds quite meta and it sounds quite uh, big because (laughs) what you might actually be selling them or the service that you have, what you can offer them might not feel like it's truly that big, but Remember, you've got to come back to point number one. You've got to love what you're selling. So you need to believe that this can solve someone's problem or this can help them go where they want to go. And it doesn't mean that you're solving all of their problems in their life, but you know how to solve a couple of specific things. And through working with them on that vision in in the sales process, What you're helping them to do is to, yes, reiterate what they might already know, but help them take that to a new level of possibility. And that's where things get really exciting. Now, it's not to say that during the conversation that they don't have roadblocks, that they don't have things that are stopping them. And you can work through those things But the most important thing is that we start and we end from a place of possibility. So when we use a vision-based approach, we can show them the value of that investment and what it's actually like to have some guidance, to have some strategy, to have support of an expert. By working with you, they're going to help realize their vision in some way and they're going to be supported in the process and you can help them fill in the gaps that they might have. One thing I was thinking about is when I was younger, I really loved the Porsche 911 and I thought one day it would be really cool to own a Porsche and if you've ever driven in a Porsche 911, it's pretty sweet. That's pretty pretty good ride. I, I I definitely enjoyed myself the time that I had had a ride in one, and well, the couple of times, <laughs> and so I thought about if I tomorrow was to walk into the Porsche dealership with, let's say, a couple of hundred thousand to invest in a Porsche, maybe a little more. I might be underestimating how much they cost. And if I walked into the Porsche dealership and I was really excited about investing in this dream that I've had, this has been part of my vision for a long time and I was ready to invest this money. And then the person that sold or that was uh, interacting with me in the dealership, they didn't really seem interested in why I wanted the car, what I was hoping for by having the car, what the car was going to allow me to do in my life, how I was going to feel, what part of the car lit me up and got me really excited about owning it. 
And I would actually be really disappointed. A, because I have a lot, I have this, you know, wallet full of money to spend on this car and I'm ready to do it. So why isn't this person trying to sell me on the car? And B, because I'm thinking, you know, this person doesn't really understand why this is so important to me. And so you can imagine that in that sort of scenario, if I have this vision in my life or I have this this goal that I want to accomplish, there's something that I'm really excited about doing. If the other person that has a service that's going to help you get there isn't understanding your vision, you're, you're not going to trust them, you're not going to feel safe and you're not really going to feel that excited about going to the next step and engaging in their service. So it's really important that not only do we love what we are selling, we love our product, but we spend the time to understand in the sales process where our clients want to go and helping them flesh out that dream. It's also really important because when we speak with our potential clients, we need to make sure that we are a fit for them. So not every single person that walks through your door is going to be a hell yes. You're not going to be able to help them in the way that they really need help or you're not going to be able to help them get to where they want to go. And that's completely okay. Now, this is not easy. If you are in the early days of your business, you're probably wanting as many clients as you can get. You're saying yes to everyone that walks through the door. But what this allows us to do is not convince or feel like we're trying to make something work when it doesn't. And this is the very reason why people have a distrust with salespeople and with understanding the sales process is that they have probably been sold on something that they don't need or they have been sold to rather than uh, the person working with them to help them where they want to go. And just like I gave you the example of wanting to go and buy the Porsche, because I understand this and because I know this through training at Lululemon and then training other people in this process, I find that if I am in a sales conversation and, and it's something that I want to buy and the person either A, isn't excited by their product, B, doesn't understand where I want to go or then C, is trying to sell me the wrong thing, <laughs> I get very frustrated. The flip side of that is if they were doing all of the right things, I actually really get jazzed by the whole sales process and I am quite happy to be sold to. And I can bet you that there's times in your life where you've gone to buy something significant and everything's stacked up. The person is on your side. They know where you want to go. They're excited by where you want to go. They want to help you get there. And you will stand there and 
and and be completely okay with the whole sales process to the point where you might not even know that they're selling you because they're so invested in you. And so this flip has you actually enjoy the sales process and then when you go out into the world and people are selling things to you, you love the process because you know when they're doing it well. And like I said, you know when they're on your site, you know when they get you and what you want. And it's such a different experience, isn't it? It's it's like completely mind-blowing because they're two completely different scenarios. And so what that means is that if we show up in our business with this approach to selling, we'll completely change how we feel about it. And we'll totally fall in love with the process and we'll actually enjoy being out in the world and being engaged in sales conversations rather than having all of these stories about it that we then take into our business. Okay, the final thing, number three, When you go into a sales conversation, now this is a really interesting one. And this is something that I only heard fairly, fairly recently. And that is go into the conversation assuming a no from that person that you're talking to. So assume that they are a no. Assume that this potential client, no matter what, they they might be a no. And that's completely okay. Now, this is a really interesting scenario because you could have someone walk through the door that is a dream client and you get really, really excited. But what can happen is that our excitement can get away from us and the excitement of this person being the right client, being the dream client and the you know, the deal's in the bag kind of thing, (laughs) everything's going to line up, that can take us out of the, the whole goal of the sales process, which is to help the other person on the other side realize their vision and see if you can help them go where they want to go. And what that has us do is that we can very subtly sometimes control where the conversation goes or we need a certain outcome we need it to happen and especially in the early days as I said you're going to be talking to a lot of people you're going to be having a lot of conversations and because of course you need to make money so you're going to want to to land a lot of clients but sometimes those people aren't going to be the right client and that is completely okay. So when we go into the conversation assuming that that person's a no, it completely takes the pressure off us. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going into the conversation to be there for the other person? And that is your whole job is to be there for that person, to listen to them, to ask them great questions. You might offer some ideas of what they could do, a little light strategy. But essentially, they don't ever feel like you have a hidden agenda. Like this has to be a yes, that you have to close this sale. 
you can go in relaxed. And if at the end of that conversation, your assumption that this person is a dream client is right and it's all aligning, then if they say yes, that is great. But if they say no, and you've gone into the conversation thinking, well, this could be a no and and I'm okay with that. You're less attached to the outcome. You're non-needy, as we would say. We want to, as much as possible, not come into a conversation feeling like we have to control the outcome, we need it to happen because it puts a completely different energy on the conversation. And I bet you, as I'm saying this, you're all thinking of times where you've been in conversation with someone and they are selling you a service and you get that feeling that they just need it and they're, they're clutching at the yes and they want really want it to happen. And what I'm sharing here are advanced ideas. They're not easy ideas to take and implement tomorrow. You might already be doing all of these things and that is amazing. That's amazing. I applaud you if as I'm sharing these and you're listening to this, you're going, yeah, I think I already do that. So there you have it. If you loved this episode, make sure you share it with someone in your life. There are plenty of people in our lives that could use these three simple things and it will totally transform their business. And it could even transform other parts of their life. (laughs) Like I said, we're always trying to get people on board with our ideas and where we want to go. So enjoy the rest of your week and I will speak to you very soon.